Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the Get Mary Show. Let's be best friends and talk about real life, the mess, the magic, and everything in between. Every week, you'll walk away feeling inspired with doable action steps and realize you're never alone. I'm Emma. And I'm Carla. We're your hosts. You might know us as the Merrymaker Sisters. And yes, we are real life sisters. Are you ready? Let's get merry. (laughs) (laughs) That was pretty good. Welcome to episode 235 on the Get Married podcast. I hope you're having a great day or night, whenever, wherever you're listening in the world. How cool is that, that we can all like tune into the same podcast from all over the world? I know, it's amazing. And I'm really excited about this episode, actually, as always, because Emmy, you were telling me about a conversation that you had at a party. Well, it wasn't really a party, it was a dinner, but a dinner. Please get Guys, right. we don't party. <laughs> yeah, I was at a party, totally awesome party. No, it was totally awesome, but it was a dinner. At, it was a sit-down dinner. At the local, like, surf club. <laughs> okay, great. Just to paint the picture, guys, I, it was not I, a party. I had salmon. It was really good. <laughs> not a party. Not a party. A dinner. But it was fun. Yeah. I mean, it could be a party. Like, what? Is, what is a party? Anyway, that is not what today's podcast is about whether it was a party or a dinner it was about something that we talked about and I can't (laughs) oh god I can't remember exactly how it came up like I mean like it was a funny way how it came up actually a guy friend was saying no it was a story about how a guy said to a girl that after she came back from some holiday oh she looks a bit chubbier and I was like oh my God, like you cannot, like you just cannot. And a few other girls around the table were like, no, 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 you cannot. But then like also their friendship was very, very different. Wow, they cannot. (laughs) (laughs) No, but like when you think about it, okay, like me and you, you cannot because we have a history of like, I mean, I've had an eating disorder. You were on your first diet at age 11. Like we have – so much of our past and like major issues in yeah. life is intertwined with body image mm. and disorderly eating and uh obsession with going to the gym, etc. Yeah. etc. Uh so you know you wouldn't say that to us, but different people maybe you would and different kinds of relationships, yeah. like you know, where it's a bit more like like that when you're good friends, like you can do that. Yeah, I feel like it's a moment like this. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's what I was like. I was like, oh, my God, like, you just cannot, like, mm, mm, mm. But I could, and afterwards, after the conversation, I could see, yeah, of course, like, it wasn't actually, it was fine. Yeah. But then what it did do, it got us onto the subject of, like, the pressures to look good with women compared to men. Mm. And, you know, like, all the women at the table were like, like, foot stamp. No, there's way more pressure for women 
than men. And a couple of the guys were saying, I think one of the guys was definitely awfully quiet. <laughs> he didn't speak up. But there were two guys and they were saying, like, no, there's pressures for men as well. Yeah. And I mean, like... I think it was really interesting. Firstly, I want to say it was really cool because I've never had a conversation like that at a dinner table, at a party table, <laughs> like ever, ever no. with men and women. We've just women. Yes, we've mainly just you probably, yeah. Carla. <laughs> like, does that even count? It's like talking. No, it's like talking to ourselves. No, it's not. We're not the same person. No, but it is. Like, we just have that level of, like, openness where, like, it's – you don't really – like, going deep is just every day. Yeah. Like, like it's not yeah. like – it's not like you ha- – when you have those conversations with friends and you're like wow we just connected on a whole nother level like with me and you it's just like a given it's like we don't talk about the weather we talk about yeah. like like the pressures of society yeah. <laughs> god damn you society <laughs> how are we gonna bring down the patriarch no i'm kidding i'm oh. kidding i'm kidding not like, really uh but yeah, so I really liked how this conversation came up and I was like, oh, this is interesting. I like it. But also it made me be like, wow, like I really believe that women have a lot more pressures, but it's like, how, like, how do you express your opinion mm. on this subject without being like, just like a cranky person yeah, or like, like, how do you actually give like a defined, like one sentence mm. of like, boom, there it is. Like, Yeah. And I guess it's also like, you know, we try our hardest to be empathetic, but can we ever be empathetic? to men like this is I know. like this is like and yes truly in a way, yeah in a way we can as in like their situation like what they're going yeah, through yeah. or like uh like family history like like moments that have yeah. happened to them like yes we can be empathetic but then like when it's a whole like i don't know like i try and understand like, like and I, this is like i mean why i love that song like the taylor swift song like i'd be the man like if i was the man i'd be the man and it's like when like she's questioning like if she did the exact same thing that she's done as a man, like, would she be treated differently? Well, in my eyes, yes. Well, it's like that, it's like that interview of Lady Gaga where it's like, you know, like she is acting like a rock star. She's drinking, she's partying, she's dating men. Mm. And like the media paint her as this like derailed pop star and because she's in pop music and then you like compared to a rock star a male rock star Mm. and he's like the king of the world like it is like like it's a thing like I don't think we can ignore the fact that it's a thing but there's also pressures on men as well and we can definitely like touch on that before we go more into this subject I mean some pressures would be like being the provider for for your family for your for your for your loved ones for your loved ones being successful uh, the res- the pressures on your emotions, yeah, like of like what you can show and what you can't. Yeah, show. like don't cry, that's weak. And yeah. it's like actually no, like humans, we're meant to cry. Like yeah. we're meant to feel sad. Actually, it's courage. Yeah, pure like, courage when you show your emotions. Yeah, and I think like that mm. would be so tough. Like me as an, an a, a very emotional mm. person I can't imagine feeling that pressure it would destroy I me I know it would destroy me it would like make me explode yeah I mean I I felt that like even just a, a little bit like when I was growing up like I always hid my emotions like yeah. crying and stuff I thought like I remember like my throat would hurt like yeah. you'd like you'd feel it all the ways but then eventually like the next day I would cry yeah well like, I would you would feel embarrassed yeah. when I used to cry at school I remember feeling embarrassed and shame and I mean I know for sure boys at school and men would feel way more of that shame yeah. than females because it's just considered 
I don't know, more normal, I've got inverted commas, for females to show emotions. I would be like, when I would feel crying coming on, I'd be like, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. And then, like, obviously that would make you cry more because, like, you're saying that to yourself. And then you're, like, holding this muffled cry. It's just, like, the most awful thing. And you're like, (laughs) like that. Like, I just remember crying like that so many times. But uh, I definitely think men feel that. And I guess also, like, in regards to, like, the body, like, there's this element of you have to be buff, you have to be muscly, you have to have a six-pack. Like, you can't be too skinny, you can't be fat. Like, like, all these things, you have to have big arms. Like, if you don't have big arms – oh, and did you forget leg day? Obviously, you forgot leg day because, like, you've got real skinny legs. And so I think, like, we – you see this and you can kind of – you can see where it's apparent when you look at memes like yeah. in the world where it's like people have made memes where they're making fun of people's how they look or how they act or how they are. So obviously it's a thing. Like People are being sarcastic about it. It's a thing. Yeah. I mean like when I really think about this subject and I mean yes, there's so much pressure on women and the way we look the you know to look good like and we go to drastic measures right like mm-hmm. i mean the rise on breast implants is like skyrocketed like that is the most popular surgery what do you call it plastic surgery in the world by far and it's like breast implants really like no offense to anyone who's a, who has breast implants but like why do we get breast implants like why like i have i have small boobs i really like my small boobs mm I guess it would be different reasons. I think sometimes like people, and I mean, I can talk about this, like, I guess not from experience with breast implants, but experience from a nose job, like in that, which, yeah, you guys, I'll do a whole episode on it. Don't worry. Okay. You've got questions about it. I hear you. This was like 10 years ago now, almost 10 years ago. I can't believe it was 10 years ago. Nine years ago. Wow. Um, So we'll do an episode on that. So Carla had a nose job. So I can talk about this in that, like- Women with small boobs would have felt how I felt with like my my big hook nose, how I saw it. I would have been, they would have thought like, oh, they're looking at my small boobs. Oh, Mm. I don't have anything there. All I have is like a nipple. Like that's all I have. True, true, yeah. And so then they would feel like they're not enough because Mm. everywhere they look, they're seeing women with huge freaking boobs that – showing everywhere like in magazines yeah and I guess things like that yeah. um and so like yeah for me like with a, a nose like right now if anyone told me they were getting a nose job I'd be like don't get it do not get it but back then my insecurities with my nose like that was my inspiration yeah I was like oh, imagine if I never have to worry about my side profile again Imagine if I could get a photo and I wouldn't have to like make sure that it's this side of my face. Yeah. Like it was like a it was like an ongoing thing. Yeah. Driving in a car, and I I know that mum has this as well. Driving in a car, stopped at traffic lights, she would make sure she turns her head so the person next to her doesn't see her so precise. See profile. the thing, it's so like and I think my mum is the most beautiful person in the Me world. Too. Like and her nose is so stunning. And I look at you, Carla, and I think your old nose was beautiful and like that was also like this this characteristic that made you you and it actually was really hard for me to see you with a nose job because I was like it's not my sister anymore almost I felt that I was like who is this girl and not just one nose job you guys too because you didn't know they didn't did they don't tell you this 
that there's a percent, or they do, but they it's like very small, fine writing, disclaimer, there's a percent that your nose job might go wrong and therefore it will it will be like totally off. You won't be able to breathe still. And yeah, then you might need to go in again for a second yeah. surgery. So yeah, two, not My just gosh. one, two. And this is like, this is like a, a newfound passion of mine that I am like super against. Yeah. Plastic surgery because I've been through it. Yeah. Well, I think you're the perfect person to be against something like plastic surgery because the fact that you have gone through it and, you know, you've spent that much money. I mean, mm. it's a big, mm. like you spent like what, 20K on this? 20,000? I think more. Like that's. Because I had two. Guys, like <laughs> that's a huge amount of money mm-hmm. as like a young 20 year old. And I mean, like, f- like far out. Wow. And I mean, you're not, not just that, but you're also risking your life. Every time you yeah. like every time you uh put under the anesthesia, yeah. like you might not wake you up. might not wake up. Like there is you sign the dotted line. Yeah. You know you might not wake up after this. Are you sure you want to go ahead with this? I just yeah. feel like I was like an irresponsible older sister. I should have just been like, no, but like surely I was an irresponsible twenty year old. Yeah. yeah. But no, not you were really I was really, in, I was an insecure 20-year-old. And so was I. I was an insecure, slightly older 23-year-old yeah. because I was like, well, I just want you to do what you want to do yeah. and if that's going to make you happy. And same with mum. Like mum was like, if I was younger, she would have got one. Yeah. But also like I doubt mum would have because like mum wouldn't have wanted but, to go under and get the operation. And now that you've seen what happened and what oh my gosh, like I, had I would to go, never I went ever. through. This is also a reason why I would never recommend doing this. I'm so against it's it. It's not like they don't, again, you don't get told the real deal about the recovery time, what you go through, what you feel. Like you just don't. And I get it. They want to make money. They want to sell you the nose job. So of course they're not going to tell me this is going to be really painful and you might yeah. like suffer for a long time. And also I feel like maybe you don't almost didn't want to find yeah. that information so you just don't go and look for it. 110%. Where, like, I mean, you knew. I mean, I mean, far out. We grew up watching those goddamn plastic surgery shows. Mm-hmm. Like we saw. I saw those shows and like how yeah, awful but it was the recovery like is. the great makeover. Like, yeah, and then their they, lives oh, are so great true. afterwards. Yeah, like, they were I perfect that, humans. Like, perfect specimens so i guess this is the let's go back on track and not talk about my nose job we'll talk let's do a nose job episode shall we uh but um i'm so excited about this episode yeah you can interview me um and i can interview you about watching it that'll be interesting but yeah so i think the reason when you were questioning i mean like why do people why is it breast implants and i think it's because like it's just insecurities it's just not feeling like we're enough the way that we are it's non-acceptance of our bodies it's comparison to others it's all of this yeah it's definitely the non-acceptance and it's the continuous obsession with looking externally so it's like looking at the magazines, looking at the social media, looking at people around you being like, why am I not like them? Mm -hmm. It's looking to maybe you have someone in your life, maybe it's a partner, maybe it's a a family who like have have their own insecurities and they project them onto you. So maybe they are very externally obsessed, Mm -hmm. therefore you feel that pressure from them oh my god I mean yeah. like because I know that I definitely know there are both women and men out there who would cast that kind of pressure on their partners I know that for sure and I know if I felt that I would be like see you later mate but we like, ha- like we both have like 
I know that you had, there was like a, a small amount of time where you saw and not necessarily like your body, but like oh, the it wasn't way that, on my body. It was, it was, it like, was my personality. Yeah. And <laughs> that's all. That's Just change you who you are, Emma. Like, God. Yeah. Like, like just don't be so happy. Uh, don't be so positive. Is that okay? Are you all right to be like that? Cool. Awesome. We can keep dating. Um, so you had yeah, that. Yeah, that's when I should have been like, F you. That's a red flag. That's like a black flag. Instead, I stayed. But um, and then I know, and even for me, like my first first relationship, he didn't oh, even yeah. like like. There's no way he even meant it. I just got inspired in the total like obsessive way because he it, was really he was really into the gym, yeah. and then I was like, oh my god, like I need to be like. Well, he's so worried about his body. I've got to be worried about my body. And so then I got really into the gym, and I mean, that's how. Everything began with Merrymaker yeah. Sisters and that we started with that 12-week diet. Yeah, I mean, like, and that just shows your personal insecurities when someone else's insecurities yeah. can so easily rub off onto you. Because, I mean, like, what is confidence? Confidence is stepping out, like, as yourself, like, sh- like sure of yourself. This is who I am in this world. Mm. Here I am in this room. And it doesn't matter how loud I am. It doesn't matter how quiet I am. It doesn't matter what I say. Mm. Like this is these are the words I'm not going to be worried about sounding dumb or stupid mm-hmm. or it not making sense. Like this is just me. Accept me or don't accept me. I don't. I don't mind. Like yeah. if you don't accept me, that's cool. Like I know we. I know that humans don't like every single human. Like we don't all yeah. mesh perfectly. I guess this is yeah. This is the idea when it's like non-acceptance from someone else doesn't mean non-acceptance of yourself like just because they don't accept you doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you like that's just their judgment and their what they how they feel around you isn't that you don't need to change no you don't need to change for anyone else like if you don't feel like you're being like you if you don't feel like you're accepting yourself, if you don't feel uh, aligned to like what you truly want to say, what you want to do, who you are, then you make a change. Not because someone else has been like, excuse me, you're too positive. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, my God, I'm too positive. Now I'm just going to go get you're negative. Like, this is the downfall of mine, clearly. It's like one person said, obviously, or they're like, right. Yeah. It's like, oh, my gosh, yeah. how ridiculous. So, oh, so back Emma. on track to the the pressures of do women feel more pressure to feel to look good than men? Well, here's another thing. Like, look good. It's subjective anyway. It's like who defines what looks good? Can't we each define what looks good yeah. and just decide, hey, here's I me. Good. I look good. <laughs> I look good today. <laughs> Hell yeah. I think so. I think we should change the rules. Like, well, who made the rules? Yeah. Uh, ourselves. <laughs> My God. Guys, we're just having moments. I a hope half, you're having a moment, a moment as well. So we can decide what looks good. Because so, we already have decided what looks good. Yeah, so we can way. change it. Because we've already decided it's up to someone else to tell me I look good. Yeah. It's up to me to look like that other person yeah. to look good. How about we just wear what we want, do what we want, do our hair like we want, do our yeah. makeup like we want, don't wear makeup if you don't want, don't wear the new trends if yeah. you don't want. But wear them if you but do if want. You, like if you do. And what? if you want to wear makeup, wear it. It's yeah. like That's the thing. It's like... It's like as long as we're doing it for ourselves and not external factors, 
like that's I think that's where it all comes down to yeah so you know what like I can wear all the makeup I can do my hair I can spend hours doing my hair I never do that guys <laughs> never ever, ever you're like I would never do that <laughs> no I cannot I cannot <laughs> it's like a five minute job oh that'll do um but you know like I, I do I shave my legs I shave my armpits yeah. like I I sometimes dress in really nice clothes. Other times I'm just wearing leggings and, like, I still look good, though. Other times, yeah, you decide. Yeah, You look good. Yeah. Yeah, and other times, like, it's, like, pajamas. (laughs) 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 And I look good in my pajamas. Um, But I I think this is another thing to bring about. I want to go back to the plastic surgery thing. And I know that because I'm just thinking, like, what, what are we bringing up in this conversation? We're saying... Yeah, wear the makeup if you want, wear the clothes if you want. But yeah. why then are we saying don't do the plastic surgery? But I, I want to I wanna bring this up because I'll tell you why I was saying that. <laughs> because wearing makeup ain't life-threatening. Yeah. Picking the trendy clothes ain't life-threatening. Yeah. Shaving your legs could be life-threatening. It could. I've had it. many I moments where, it. like, I thought I was dying oh God, I have because scars. of the blood. I have scars <laughs> from shaving my legs. Um. But this is because I'm just thinking like it, it could be it, like if someone else was in yeah. this conversation and they were saying, hey, but what if someone says, oh, the nose job will make me X, Y, Z or make and me feel better? What about the, I mean, then there's something less invasive, which is on the rise. I was looking at stats mm. before and that's like the fillers, Botox. I mean, like still dangerous. It's still injecting poison into your body. I mean, 200 people got blind, I think, from that last year. I'm sorry. That's just insane. <laughs> it's not funny. I just giggled. I'm sorry. Like, is this a, a disclaimer that we sign? Like, probably. Like, no, I Just so you is. know, you may become blind after being injected with well, this Well, I mean, the thing is nowadays that injectables are, f- like, so easy available in Australia. Like, you can just go into the mall and go to one of those clinics mm-hmm. and book yourself in. Like, that seems kind of outrageous and almost like, is that legal? But, yeah, it is legal. It's fine, apparently. But I would never do that. It's complete. Like, to- no, neither Can would I. Can I tell you a funny story? I walked into one of those places because, you know, the one at the yoga studio we go to? Oh, yeah. Every now and again? Yeah. Um, and I walked in to the plastic surgery thing. I was like, oh, I'm just going in here talking to people because I thought it was the blood test. (laughs) Nope. And I was like, man, they're all going to think I'm getting Botox now. (laughs) It's like, yeah, guys, we don't get Botox. And we also, yeah, we don't endorse that as well. Like it's just something that I guess you have an opinion and you stand for something so deeply that you just, you like my wish, because my wish is that everyone feels the freedom of complete acceptance of their lives but also their bodies and what they look like because I think this is, I guess, something we've both had a lot of experience And, and I mean, I tell you what, it's not being complacent. It's not like just resting on your laurels and being like, okay, I accept myself. I'm just going to be a slob now. Like <laughs> it's not doing that. No, you know, we work out every day still. We I, eat healthy every day. Yeah. We look after our bodies. Like it's – I'm just like that's a disclaimer. Oh, yeah. Like it's like Con- – Acceptance does not equal complacency. Yeah. Acceptance actually equals a lot of activity, a lot of action – 
a lot of doing yeah. because it's a forever practice. If we were to say, I'm going to just accept myself, okay, here I am and flop onto the couch and stay there forever, <laughs> like we wouldn't accept ourselves tomorrow. Well, I think, Like there would be like yeah. imagine the feelings that would happen because of that decision. It wouldn't be an accepting way of life. It would be like I'm a slob, I feel bad because the reason why I go and do the activity is because it makes me feel good because it releases like feel good hormones. Like it's science that's happening in my body that actually helps me feel acceptance. Yeah. I wonder if there's like a correlation between like, you know, like type A personality, strivers, people who want to do really good and achieve stuff. Like Mm -hmm. I would say like you're definitely type A personality, but we both are strivers, right? We've always been like that. What's the other types? I don't know. Is Is it type B and C? What is type B? Like why is it type A? Why is it a type A? I have no – we should look into that. Is it because it's like, ooh, A, like – (laughs) <laughs> I must do everything perfect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not that. Let's but I on. am a – I strive though. I always have strived to do my best mostly and wanted to achieve. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that kind of pressure, you put a lot of pressure on yourself when you're a person like that. And therefore you don't really accept yourself. You're never good enough. Mm. So I wonder if that is like, you know, the people who have like these insecurities of not being good enough mm. are actually always like overachievers as well because they mm. they strive to achieve but then they it's, sometimes fall short because perfection mm. is not real. And it's the forever striving, like the forever grasping, the forever next thing. And I guess that's where the idea of contentment and acceptance and presence comes into play as well yeah because like yeah if you are a striver and you've been that kind of person where you just like go go get them like which is a oh what a great trait to have like to be a striver and to do your best but also what a (laughs) what is the word oh my god it's like it's it's also an annoying trait yeah no not annoying but it's also like a curse it's a curse of the striver because like you're literally dooming yourself like this is how it is if you're not being conscious if you're not aware that you are this kind of person who is just like not enough keep going not enough keep going (laughs) like that kind of life is it's not a pleasant or joy-filled life it's a forever living in the future life yeah well I would say like so many people live that kind of life especially in our culture and probably a lot of um I would say American culture I know like Australia has a bit more work-life balance culture I was reading an article about Australia versus wait not versus compared to America like the working (laughs) I mean, like in Australia, we're very lucky. We have uh, we have amazing opportunities. Our our mm. salaries are very good compared to a lot of the world. True. And uh, like the hours we work. I mean, even when I was talking to that guy in the UK, like he would say Australians are lazy, and I'm like, no, we're not. <laughs> like, God. Me. And then I would like say what I did today, and I'm like, hmm, like I'm not lazy. It's just that I like I. I curate my life. Like every day is important to me, so I'm going to balance it out. Therefore, I need time to do nothing. (laughs) Therefore, I need time (laughs) for my parties and my yoga and my my coffee in the morning. I need time to do nothing and have space. Like I I need that. That's a part of my mental health. Mm -hmm. Like I need that space. Yeah. I'm going to make it. (laughs) I think that that's, again, like when we're talking about this whole striving thing, we can again come back to the topic of the podcast of like do who feels more pressure to like be that that successful that like yeah. top top notch 
in the workplace and in that like like is it women or is it men well I would say there's probably I mean (laughs) this is opening up a whole other conversation there's more men in those higher levels in the workplace because many women leave the workplace to have babies mm. uh, because maybe they're not earning as much as their partners, therefore they make mm. that decision. Or like, no, because they have to push the baby out of the vagina like, oh, for, maybe. A, for a moment in and time. And it might, yeah, and then maybe they are the, the primary caregivers. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, Which, I mean, yeah, read uh, the book Lean In by Cheryl such Sandberg. Such a good book. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like all of this is it's not just us having opinions it's research that's been done that shows that women have like that's what women feel they they feel the pressure of they can't do both they can't have the career and the family it's one or the other and so like even I feel that like I think about that I I think about having a baby I'm like prime time baby maker right now like 28 yeah wait I'm 29 hang on sorry guys I'm 29 30 this year like, I'm getting past prime time. Jeez. <laughs> like, and I know, like, the like now it's, like, more and more common to have babies later. Yeah. But, like, this is a thing. Like, it's a decision I'm consciously making. No, I don't want babies yet because I'm focusing on my business. I know. Well, like, there's a baby next door. I, we've probably mentioned it on the podcast before. She's so noisy. You've probably heard her. She cries a lot. Poor little thing. We're like, are you hungry? <laughs> you need a cuddle? <laughs> like, it's it's a crier. Yeah, but, like, there would be, like, for example, if one of us had that baby. How would I work? How would we do I'd, any work? I'd, like, honestly, like, hats off to all working mums. You're all amazing. And uh, working dads. And, too. well, I mean, uh, Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I think, you know, there's a lot of amazing families out there and a lot of amazing partners and who work well together. And In the equal partnership. Yeah, equal. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the goal. I I would feel mm-hmm. like if I was to have a baby with someone, I would want that. Like equality. And and also like I don't know. I feel like because we have gone down this acceptance path, like, you know, we live and breathe it mm-hmm. because it's our job, it's our work now. We also accept other areas in life. So, you know, where we might not show up especially amazing in a certain area. Like maybe it's in a community, like arguing with your partner, like Mm -hmm. you're having or like you you can't express yourself or maybe you just like say something like really, really like awful. I mean, I do that. I say stuff and I'm like, I didn't mean that. Yeah, the other day when I was in Melbourne, like I was like real – I was so angry. I said a bad thing too. (gasps) I said a bad thing the other day and I felt really bad. What did you say? God. Was it bad? Yeah, I'm trying to remember what it was. I'll tell you my story. Okay, you you remember. But, um, yeah, like as I was telling you, Melbourne, the last day of our Melbourne trip, me and Joel were there and like no one – like I had like kind of decided on breakfast but then we ended up like on the other side of the city and then we were – I could sense when you were telling me we were story. like, and then we we're like, oh well, we've got to get back because we've got to catch the bus to the airport and catch the the, air, the plane on time. And we're just walking around, and I was just so mad because I had the idea, and he didn't listen to me. And I was just, I was mad, and I was silent, gave him the silent treatment, and I was like, you should know why I'm mad, like <laughs> all of these, like wow, Carla, like where, where, why have you not evolved yet from this? Uh, but then I was like. I'm really sorry for that. Like, I was a, a pretty poor person right then. <laughs> like, 
really my high self. poor version of myself. Like, I'm very sorry about that. He was like, nah, <laughs> did not care one bit. Like, he was just like, I was annoyed at me too. Like, I was like, we should have just gone to that first place you said. And I was like, I know. <laughs> I was like, I'm right. <laughs> Always. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm like, no, you actually think that. No, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, what was mine? Mine was like, uh, Damiano was organizing something for his band, the music video. Mm. And he was like, oh, so it's this day, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I'm not free that day. (laughs) (laughs) And then I yelled out, I have a life too. I yelled that out. And I was like, (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) like my mouth, like my hand went over my mouth because I could not believe it came out of my mouth like that and really rudely and and I was like... You're like backpedal, backpedal. I was like, can I rewind? You're like, can I again? Control said that. Yeah, like Apple said, delete, delete, delete. Oh, control, delete. Um, but you know, like, I mean, but you know, those things are also good because then they open up conversations. Because then that, like, my not acting in my higher Mm -hmm. self, whatever, because we are humans. Then it opened up a conversation. Well, kind of, because I really struggle to communicate, like. I do sometimes. Yeah, well, that's like the, what the, the moral of my story was as well, was, hey, next time, let's make sure we have a plan, especially on our last day of travelling, of where yeah. we're going to eat and um, let's communicate better. Like well, it was, it was, it's always communication. Yeah. It's always like, why can't you read my mind? Do you know what mine was? Mine was, because uh, mine wasn't even about that. It was about yeah. something else. Yeah. So <laughs> it was like, okay, like. Mine was bottled up from a month ago. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was bottled up from whatever. <laughs> and it was like, okay, well, how about let's talk about this in like a normal way instead of it blowing up and Mm. then talking about Mm. it so it's like checking in like making the time to check in yeah hey emma do you feel like you have a life right now (laughs) (laughs) oh my god how embarrassing i can't believe i said that no it's good sometimes it's a good thing to blow up i have a life too though it's like (laughs) whoa it's from like a crazy like crazy person woman yeah i don't know it was interesting (laughs) So fascinating. But, yeah, pressures of, like, looking good, being good, uh, succeeding. Do you think women feel that pressure about success? Yes, depending on who you are. And I I think this is, again, for the men. So, like, it's Mm. not that men feel it more. It's just the type of man. Hey, that's a good point to raise, like, maybe the closing point that you know like we also are like generalizing really yeah i mean because every individual is different i mean and as well like the way we are raised mm-hmm. where what country we're born in and grow up in like this changes everything in, and like the family how what you see as you yeah. grow up like was your mum did your mum work did your dad work like did you have like a mum and dad living there yeah. like or was it like a single parent was it like like yeah like was it foster so, parents exactly like, there's so many things and this is the thing as you said we are generalizing here everyone who who I could say yeah women feel this but I know there's women who don't feel it I know and I'm like how do you do that if you're <laughs> honestly no but seriously if you're a woman or a man I I think maybe like mostly women listen to mm. this show 
and you don't feel if you've never felt like anything about your body like if you're just neutral it's mm-hmm. like my body is my body because i think that's the ultimate goal right and not and not now not not, not now. just now like always like i'm we're talking like if you've never once in your life thought about your body in like a comparison way in a like it's not good enough way if it's just not been a part of your brain or your thoughts ever yeah ever I'm not saying you're like if you're an enlightened yogi and you've finally accepted yourself. No, not you. I want to count. (laughs) Not you. Well done, though, because I know I feel you. you. I want to hear from someone who's never felt it. Is do they exist? Yeah, I'd love to. Because if you do, we want to interview. We want to interview you. (laughs) We want you on the show. You have to be for reals, though. <laughs> yeah, like you have to fly here or like. <laughs> no, I mean like oh. don't lie to us. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, you have to be here. But no, also, like- yeah, you do. Um, no, because I. You can stay with us. Yeah, you can. You don't mind. <laughs> we have a sofa. Because um, I would be interested. Because I know there's a few people who I've conversed with, but then they go ahead and say something that undoes everything that they just said. So then I'm like, oh, okay, cool. You're just like everyone else. Yeah, you're just a normal person. <laughs> but, in, I mean, like the thing is, even if they do have this fully ex- full acceptance of themselves and their bodies, there'll be something else. Oh, of course. Because that's the thing. It's like when you really take that bird's eye view, you realize actually there's pressures on us all Yeah, in different areas, in different ways, and we deal with it in – like in different ways as well. And we can deal yeah. with it really poorly and just like let it consume us and take over all the magic of life. Or we can have the awareness, dig a little deeper mm. and work through the mess and be like, hey, like I used to have this perspective. I used to let it rule my life, my joy, my happiness. But now I'm going to change. I don't want it to anymore. I don't like it. I don't like stepping outside feeling self-conscious about the way I look when I just make the stories up in my head. So I'm going to work on changing to make my life better and to give myself more freedom to be able to step outside and be like, huh, here I am. Like, I don't care what you think anymore. And they never even thought about it anyway. That's the thing. (laughs) Then I just think about all of that that we just talked about and it's like (laughs) – for me, when I look back on everything that I've gone through, it's made me the person that I am. Yeah, I know. Like it's made me passionate about the things that I'm passionate about. It's made me want to help people. Yeah, so you wouldn't like, want to change it. I wouldn't want to change it. I know. And so then I think about the pre- all the other pressures that we've been talking about. Like what good actually then comes from the pressures that we felt? Well, I mean, we learn the most through our hardships. I know mm. uh, it's not the nicest thing, yeah. but it's. I think it's real. When I can reflect back on life, where did I grow the most? Where did I learn the most? Where did I uncover, like, more truth? In the it, dark moments. Yeah, all in those dark moments. When you were buried. Yeah. You thought you were go- a goner. Well, when I just was so, like, yeah, freaking depressed yeah. and sad and miserable. I do hope you've made it to the end of this episode where we've finally wrapped it up and realised that all of this, all of the things that happen, all of the points in life that we think are, like, the hardships and, the, oh, why me? Yeah. Like, why do we have to go through that? It actually makes you who you are. Like, it leads you to find some sort of treasure. It does. Yeah. Eventually, if you 
are aware of it. Well, and it's like not running away from it. Yeah. It's not hiding. It's it's getting real. It's getting honest. It's getting honest with yourself and the darkness and the shadows, as Carl Jung would say, like keep your shadows mm. in front of you or whatever mm. he says. I don't know. By like, side? No, like keep get them. Like get shadows. to know your shadows or, yeah. Fascinating. Thank you for being here. Yeah, always grateful for your ears. Mm-hmm. Sending you all the love. If you have any comments, questions, feedback, make sure you write to us on Instagram, on Facebook, or you can email us. We will re- we will reply. And it's us. No one is monitoring our inbox except us <laughs> at this stage. <laughs> it's, there's a lot of emails. It's very, it's very tiring. It's very overwhelming. But also we're grateful for each and every one of those emails. Yeah, and we love you. you. chose us. Thank you. Okay. We will be bringing you a really fun episode next week, so make sure you keep your eye out for it. It's another interview. This time it's a little bit different. We think you're going to really enjoy it. Bye. Bye. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTER Exclusions apply. See site for details.